Comedy LOL Podcast Network. I figured it did. It lets us know when we're recording each other, but it doesn't let us know. <laughs> that we're being recorded every other second of the day. Yeah, that's just understood. It's like one of those mathematical concepts. Oh, it's understood. We're just being recorded. All right, anyway. <laughs> that's just one extra listen. Hopefully somebody, you know, in some agency, like advertising somewhere, some government agency somewhere is like, has to listen to this. <laughs> to- <laughs> And maybe it'll change our life. That'd be great. Uh, I guess we could just start with a quote. All right, guys. Today's quote says, Hope has two beautiful daughters. Their names are anger and courage. Anger at the way things are. And courage to see that they do not remain as they are. And that is by St. Augustine. Hey, you know what? Actually, now that you said that, I think we did use that quote before. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was similar. <laughs> Yes, because as you said it out loud, I'm like, oh, I know what I'm going to say. And I'm like, wait, because I've already said it. (laughs) That's all right. I see if we go with it anyway. You know what? Because I think sometimes it's it's good to hear those things more than once, right? Yeah, plus there's two aspects. There's the anger and there's the hope aspect. So what did you say about last time? What did you say? Do you remember? Um, I said that. What I did say was that you need to have both of those to be like uh, motivation for you to move forward. Um, if you get upset about it. So like when I think of anger, I think a lot of people have a negative connotation associated with it of like rage um, and rage obviously can be like uncontrolled anger. But I think anger is just like feelings. Right. So it's a feeling of something. It's a feel, like an immense amount of feeling maybe. And if you're feeling something, then you're motivated to do something about it, right? If you love someone, you want to tell them that you love them. If you hate someone, I mean, maybe you shouldn't be lashing out at them, but right. You know, it's kind of like you have that feeling and then you need to have the courage to be able to do something about it. Um, so if I'm going with this love example, God knows why, but let's say I like really, really care about somebody. I love them. I need to be able to tell them that or show them that um, because I think a lot of times those things can go unsaid. And I think that's a nice balance of those two uh, acts, the anger and the courage gives you the hope that things will get better and you can move on. And, you know, that it as is life. Right. Yeah, exactly. And for people who say that anger is bad, I, I just think it's too much of anything. Just like they say, you know, everything in moderation, especially in moderation. So I believe anger is a valuable tool. It could be used. It's like a hot stove. You know, when you touch hot stove, I think we talked about this maybe last week or whatever, and you learn not to do it again. But in the same way, if you're going to use anger as like this temperature gauge, if for some reason you're getting angry, you have to look at the reasons and then use the anger. Because if something's being done that's not right, then you shouldn't put up with it. You have to, like it says in the quote, you need that courage to change it, the courage to, I, uh, to be able to. And I, what I love about the quote is that they chose anger as the feeling because I think that anger is incredibly motivational for many people um, to be able to get them to do something, right? Um, a lot of times, you know, it's like one of those, you'll only leave a review about something if you really, really hate it or if you really, really love it. But most of the time it's because you really, really hate it. 
and then you read something and you're like reviews on it and it's like all these reviews are shit but (laughs) so many people have bought it it's like yeah well you're only going to leave a review if you really really hate it right if you have this like kind of negative experience with it for me anger is um has been used a lot of times especially when I compete to kind of motivate me to try to take my training to the next level um because I hate to lose and um I don't know anyone that loves to lose uh and so you know, then you have to have that courage and kind of that belief in yourself. Like I put in the work I have. And I think a lot of times there's that mental aspect for people of being able to get over that hump as well. I'm sorry. I just went on this long tangent. No, that's great. Cause I love long tangents and I think, we, <laughs> I think we said it's great, but we also have to know that yes, anger can be used as motivational force, but there's other ways it could be used. It could be used as a way to control us. And I'm listening to this, um, civil war podcast. It's called the not so civil war podcast or is that's not being a podcast but that's what the name of these episodes are it's called the dangerous history podcast by, uh, by professor cj i definitely would say check it out just google it you'll find it but he they're talking about you know he was talking about sumner and when the south fired on fort sumner how enraged everybody in the north was and it was it was at that moment that abraham lincoln called for an army but the people and he used that anger, but people didn't really understand what was going on, but they used that anger. And then by the same token, the leaders in the South used the anger of them calling for the army to get their own army going. So people were mad and outraged and they just, it was just this, I don't know, it's used all by, I guess, by society, but we always have to be careful because you really have to look at the truth of what's really going on. And, um, you know, just as like any other thing in history, history is written by the winners. So, Obviously, there's some things going on on both sides that were super shady, but people, mm-hmm. you know, use that as example. People were used and led into this war who that led to the death of the most Americans in any war ever. It's insane, you know. So, okay, that's but to be fair, the Civil War is a war fought amongst Americans, right? So, both yeah. sides, the casualties are going to be considered American. Oh yeah, no, I understand that, but I'm just saying for. So that's just our, our most local thing, because we think here in this, we think in this society, everything's so we're like, oh, we're fine. Nothing will ever happen. But, you know, less than 150 years ago, like grandfathers of grandfathers, know people who got together in the woods and fields and shot at each other. And they weren't exactly clear why they were doing it. You know, if you read a lot of these accounts. Um, so that's all I'm saying. You know, we just we got to remember that we're those same people and that our anger's can be used to control us in other ways. I'm just using that example, obviously, because I'm listening to the podcast. You know that, that, yeah. Um, so also love that you sent me that podcast because uh, as a history kind of lover, um, I love kind of hearing all of these different things um, about, you know, different wars um, and different historical points. You sent me the other one about like, oh, we, I listened to it. It was about like the history of the Vietnam War. Um, but, you know, when you were just talking about that, it made me think of the causes of World War One, where it was like, it didn't really make any sense. <laughs> it was just uh, yeah. a s- series of, of, you know, people having these um, uh, relationships. And it, it was just like all this nonsense that it was like, then when the Archduke was killed, it was like, well, I guess we better fight. And it was like, what they don't realize is the direct cause of World War Two was World War One. Yeah, exactly. It's like that joke where you say, oh, I'm going to stop World War Two. So I went back in time. Who did you kill, baby Hitler? No, I killed baby Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> and then I stopped. <laughs> into, Don't kill baby. 
guys, that's not what we're saying. It's just a joke. <laughs> okay, anyway. let's get into what we're doing today. We're let's looking at the Page of Swords. So we're getting into our court cards in the Suit of Swords. Um, so we'll have four of those that we're going to be looking at for the next four weeks. And then we're going to focus on the number three and look at the three different cards in the Minor Arcana that have the number three. Three of Swords, Three of Cups, Three of Pentacles, and Three of Wands. All right, so we start off normally looking at the card that we'll be discussing, and I give a brief description of it, so I'm going to do that right now. Page of Swords. This is in the Rider Weight deck. If you want to see what it actually looks like, you can look at our Instagram at Terrible2, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L, the number two. Um, okay, so I see a light blue background, and what I do also want to point out is at the top, there it looks like some birds in the back. Um, there's these white fluffy clouds. There is the figure, the page standing front and center, kind of leaning on one leg with the other leg kind of gracefully pointed behind. They're wearing these yellow tights, this yellow, they have yellow sleeves and they have like this, I guess it would like be like a reddish tunic, reddish boots. They're holding the sword in both hands. So they're holding the handle, but you don't see the top of the sword. They're, it looks like they're standing on some kind of uneven terrain, but it's green. So it looks like it's covered in some kind of um, living plant-like material. And in the background, you see um, in the bottom right, some bluish mountains. And then on the left, you see what looks kind of like just kind of silhouettes of trees. Again, take a look at it on our Instagram so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. All right, initial thoughts. What did you think? It looks like just hope. You know, it looks like somebody found something new. Maybe this person found the sword there and they picked it up and they're looking at all the new possibilities now. And then I can't mm -hmm. help but like point out that tree in the back that looks like the F on Facebook. It's so creepy. <laughs> it's like, I wonder if yes, that's mm -hmm. kind of where they got the idea, but didn't even realize. Yeah. Um, then also love the Simpsons clouds in the back, you know, they're so puffy and white. So yeah, it just looks like hope. Um, do you know my initial thoughts on this? And you actually sent me this card last week and you said like, what a nice transition. Um, I really definitely associate still with the 10 of swords in terms of my own internal struggles and my own life situation currently. Um, however, that being said, yes, I do agree. This would be a nice kind of movement upwards in the, like the next phase. What I love about this is when I think of the word page, I often think of like a male, right? Um, but this looks so feminine to me and, I felt such a connection to it because we all know, since I've talked about it before, yellow is my power color because that this figure is having the yellow sleeves and the yellow, the yellow tights. And it has this long hair kind of um, tied back for me. I almost felt like I could be like looking in the mirror eventually, hopefully. Um, so I see like strength there. I see strength and like preparedness um, and kind of the energy and ability to kind of move forward and move on that's associated with youth if that makes sense yeah if you think of anything that's young it, it's more pliable more elastic it comes back springs back a lot easier so you know exactly. like me i'm getting old now so like when i fall it's a more serious situation <laughs> i'm just kidding it's not that bad but yeah it's getting there you had a fall I needed that laugh. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, let's look at the different parts of the card here. Um, oh, and I have my my brilliant co-host with me right now. 
uh, who I haven't had for the past few weeks. She's sitting on my lap. Okay, so let's look at the clouds, the white puffy clouds in the background. What did you think when you saw those? Clouds, always, it's like in the eighth, any of the ace cards where the clouds, you have the arm coming out. It's, it's kind of like new ideas or possibilities. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I was going with the word hope. What about you? For me, when I think of clouds, I often look at like the type of cloud. I just wrote a lesson on clouds. Um, we did like a cloud watch at my job. And for me, a lot of times they're kind of like um, bringers of storms, right? So it's something that's going to be not necessarily the most positive, um, but not all clouds are like that. Some clouds like these are like those white cotton ball fluffy types of clouds. Um, and so I think for me, that kind of gives, yes, kind of that hope, but also that like sunny there's not necessarily a storm on the horizon but if there was i'd be ready uh let's look at the ground that the page is standing on it's green and it looks like hilly but it looks covered in plants what do you think it also looks like a wave like water mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. it reminds me of the uneven tough ground or terrain that you'd see on a mountain that you have to conquer so right now that you see the mountains in the background but this person is on maybe it's some kind of smaller victory that they've or something that they've overcome in their life to get them started on the path. Yep. So it's not like a rugged, like a mountain, like we we're saying, but it's, it's getting there. It's like in steps, you got to kind of crawl before you can walk and then you can run and then you can fly. Yep. Fly like me. Is... <laughs> I know she's just, she hears a dog outside right now and she's getting very upset. And there's also somebody like, here oh, like fixing dog on this podcast. Yeah. Can you, can you stop it? Okay. All right. I got her. Um, so when I look at it, I see like a sense of almost like that, again, youthfulness, but also like the fertility that comes with that. And like the hope, just kind of like the naivete that is associated with youth. Um, but also that ability to just say that whatever comes this person's way, they're going to be able to overcome it and they're going to grow from it and not necessarily going to be barren and desolate. That's, I'm, I'm trying to be real positive here. Um, like I told you last week, listening back to the podcast, I feel like I sounded so sad and kind of despondent. So I'm try, trying to bring another perspective here this week. Um, okay, let's look at the stance of the page. What do you think? It just goes back to what you're saying with that ready stance. It looks like mm-hmm. this person is ready for whatever kind of comes their way. They're leaning back it's a little relaxed but they have the sword it's up and it looks you know it looks more like they're kind of uh looking maybe to the to the future or back somewhere else but they have that sword ready if they need it they could swing it so it's just it reminds me of being prepared it almost looks like a pose to me um like like they're posing to get like a picture taken or a picture drawn or painted or something like that. And what I love is that the stance for me also is so reflective of youth because, you know, as you just mentioned with your constant falling, I think for someone who's a little bit older, you don't normally lean on one leg. I think I, and as somebody that spends a lot of time around kids, that is like kind of a stance. They just kind of move left to right on like one leg. Just That stance just screams to me um, youth. Um, and so it just kind of looks like they're, you know, ready to bound away at a moment's notice, um, and ready for anything, but also very observant. 
I didn't necessarily have a bunch of other things I really wanted to talk about in the card. Maybe we could talk about the birds in the background. Yeah, it looks like there's 10 of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the page does come right after the 10. Yep. So I can have a correlation there. Um, and then also you can use the birds and the wind as a way to kind of get a gauge of what the past and the future is. So like if you think of the wind as time, so the page is kind of looking back because the hair is blowing behind them or yep. him or her. And the birds are flying kind of like, I guess you could say against the wind, but also the way the trees are blowing against the wind. So it's kind of something else I got out of it. What did you think about the birds? Um, I love that you brought up that there's 10 because for me, it just seems like kind of that overcoming of the, what we saw at the 10 of swords, that kind of very sad, despondent, desolate, um, lonesome, if you will, image. And it kind of like, you're leaving them behind. They're like behind you. Literally it's behind the page. They're not even looking at them anymore. And it's like, now I'm ready to face the world. Um, I think what you also mentioned about wind that's so important is, you know, it's like a force. Um, it reminds me of, I don't even remember where I heard it, you know, but it's like one of those, you can feel it, but you can't see it. And sometimes I think our own pain and suffering, it's not something a lot of people can see, but it's something that that person is feeling. And this is like a way of overcoming that. And sometimes people go, go the opposite way and get too fixed on the past. And that's what this card could represent maybe in a negative sense, or if you want to look at it negative or reverse, because the page is looking, as I said, to the past or to the source or wherever the wind is coming from. And if you interpret it in the way that their back is to the storm that could be rolling in, you know, it could be the birds could be flying away from the storm because the storm is something bad and the page is just oblivious to it because they're out there playing around with their new sword on ground that they think is like tough ground, like kind of like they're like big fish in the small pond and mm-hmm. they don't real they don't even see the mountains behind them, you know, they're just playing and they think they've got it all and they know it all and they have no idea what's next. All right, so you kind of already went into what you would think this would mean in if it was reversed. What do you think if this card came up in a general reading, what would you say? I would say this could represent the new beginning because if you think about the 10, the 10 is the ending of something and this is the card mm-hmm. that's right after it and everything is just like a cycle in these cards. So this is that new life, the youth, like you said, the naivete. naivete. Um, so I would just, I would go in that area, talk to the person about that. You know, there's something new that you started or something old ended and then maybe focus on the positive of it and what 100%. You, know, you can find and what you can use now. And that's what I said. I said, it's a new beginning. It's a new something. It's some kind of new uh, possibility. It's a new project. It's something new. And then you're able to, I'm looking at this picture, right? This, this figure looks so ready to face it. Um, And I think that one thing I would say is like, so you might be starting something new, but one thing that I kind of grapple with a lot in terms of my own internal struggles, or I guess, external struggles. And this is something that I was reading in my um, birth chart is, I have a tendency to be very, very motivated initially and then kind of lose interest. And there's a hard time kind of following through. And so I think that it's like one of those, there's this new project, there's this new something that's happening, this new situation, but don't lose that momentum. Stay with it and stay motivated and see it through to the end. And I think a lot of times when you do get over, like let's say grief or something like that, 
I don't know where I'm pulling that out from, but let's say you're able to get over a hardship, an emotional hardship. That moment when you feel like you have gotten over it, I think it is one of those, like, you feel like the world is your oyster and it's like, you have to kind of rein that in and be like, okay, that doesn't mean go crazy, right? That just means that you got in a place where you feel centered, right? For me, I, I, again, I'm doing my own little therapy session here. Yeah, it is all about a balance, so remembering that is important. Okay, so let's say this card comes up in a love reading. What would you say? This looks like a new relationship. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Um, or maybe not just a new relationship. It could be a newer relationship that this person is in, and it's just a small step. I mean, every small step sounds like a small step, but, you know, it leads... You take a bunch of small steps and uh, all of a sudden you're at the top of the pyramid. So I think that's kind of what it, what it could signify. Uh-huh. I totally agree. And hold on. All right. Here, gig. Um, just trying to run away. I'm like, you're not going anywhere. Um, so uh, if I'm looking at it, I would say, yes, it could be a new relationship. But if you're in a relationship, right, then what does that mean? I'm saying that it could be something like it's a new aspect of that relationship or it's kind of opening that relationship up. A lot of people that I have talked to out here, which you could say it's a California thing, I don't know, are very open to the idea of kind of an open relationship. And kind of maybe that is what this is symbolizing if you are in a relationship. You don't know. Um, but it's still, again, you know, that there's a, that excitement that is associated with something like that, perhaps, um, or the excitement associated with a new relationship. And again, just kind of don't, We've talked about this before. Don't let that kind of cloud your vision. Let's say this comes up in a career reading. What would you say? Ooh, I would say that, I mean, quite literally, this could be you getting a job as a page. But I guess that's a little obvious. Well, um, uh, yeah, right on the nose. But, I mean, where do you find those jobs? <laughs> yeah, you have to move to, like, the 1800s, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm a page. Um, this could, similarly to how I was talking about how it could signify a small step in a new relationship, this could also maybe signify some new responsibility at a newer, uh, maybe some newer job or a newer role you took on. Or I always talk about doing, you know, being a business for yourself and doing, um, what you feel that you're put here to do. So this could be that, that stepping out. Maybe you just went through the whole, all the swords, you get to the 10 and you finally mm -hmm. figured out you have to go out on your own and either start your own business or start doing what you want. This could be that first step of doing that. And I think, you know, going back to what I was saying earlier about, um, uh, what, when my general reading saying like it's a new something, it's a new venture, it could be a new project, but it could be a new job. And I think a lot of times when something new starts, you do have that enthusiasm and that passion. And especially if it's like a longer term thing, right? You know, unfortunately, everyone has to work. Um, and so when you get that new job, kind of keeping up that momentum and that positivity or that energy or that passion and not getting swayed or kind of bogged down by the monotony of the day to day. Um, and I would say that, you know, a, a new something, right, a new project, a new job, a new career, that is always very, very exciting. Um, but I also think there should be a reflection there of, like, where did I come from to get to this place? 
Hence why they're like kind of looking back. Um, there should be an appreciation there and kind of like, this was the right next step for me. Yeah, you always need to take time out and reflect on what you've done and where you've been to see if it's the right course for the future. So you can also look at it as maybe this person saw these clouds rolling in and the wind behind them. So they turned around and see where they've been and, you know, maybe where you should go. It's kind of like when you're hiking and you get lost. They always say, you know, if you follow the blazes, if you follow the marks on the trail, like whatever trail you're on here in Connecticut, we got a bunch of blue trails. So you found that blue paint mark. And then when you don't see them anymore, because sometimes there's other paths that aren't marked, you're like, oh, no, you're not supposed to panic. You got to turn around just like this page is doing and -hmm. look for the last blaze that you saw. You go back the way you came when you're lost. You don't try to, um, you know, forge out. You're going to get more lost out there in the wilderness of Connecticut. So before we move on to the different interpretation of the card, I do want to focus on physical aspects here because for me, whenever a court card gets uh, comes up in a reading uh, for myself or for someone else, for me, I associate it with a particular person. Um, so either this person is bringing about, about this change or this, this new venture or this new something. And I always like to try to define what that person looks like because saying person is very vague. So there are certain physical attributes associated with all of the different suits. And so if the page of swords came up in a reading, I would always point out the fact that this is going to be a younger person. That doesn't mean that they're going to be like a child, but it would be somebody that's more on the youthful side. And uh, what do they look like? I would say that they tend to have dark hair. Um, So dark brown or black. Um, It's going to be very bold. Blue eyes. um, Fair skin. And their body would be kind of long and lean. So they're a witch, is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I was going through this, and I was like, this almost describes you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty long and lean. I was thinking that when you said that myself. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I'd say how much about the youthful. I guess I just give off that youthful vibe and look. But like I yep. said, you know, I'm definitely getting up there, so. <laughs> Um, so that's, if you have that cord, uh, that card come up, I would say kind of focus on that and think about if there's anyone in your life that matches that description and then kind of think about how that could pertain to, um, the interpretation of the card. And I'll bring this up in the next couple of weeks as well. Okay. So let's move on. We're going to look at another interpretation of the same card. So we're looking again at the page of swords. That was what it was in the Rider Waite. Brandon's going to give the description here. And then we just kind of give our initial thoughts. All right, so this is, we're talking about the Alistair Crowley Thoth deck, and we're going to put up pictures on our Instagram, as we always do, and if you'd like to buy a Thoth deck, you can go to comedylol.com, and you can click on the Amazon link and put in Thoth deck, that's T-H-O-T-H, then deck, and it'll come up, and I have the large one because, like I said, I'm old, so uh, I actually like the bigger cards because you can really get in there and see the detail. So this card, we're Mm going to do description is the princess of swords and it shows a figure at the top that's all in green with a sword and their back is to us and it looks like they're standing on a bunch of black clouds and there is at the top of this black cloud some kind of a wall or something they're leaning on it looks like and then in the background there's a couple different spheres and all kinds of calamity going on is the best way to describe it this and I would say this figure looks exactly like you'd think of maybe as uh, Peter Pan. 
you know, it looks kind of like a winged creature that's flying. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'd say it's about it. I don't know what else I could say. It's kind of, you really have to look at it for yourself. Amazing card though. Um, I love this image. And whereas I said with the, the page of swords for me, it kind of um, went in the direction of being a little bit more feminine. Um, this one, obviously princess of swords, you cannot dismiss that is going to be feminine. Right. Um, and there's such a power here. And what I love is that she is kind of climbing this mountain, but it almost looks like of clouds where it's like this intangible, like even though you can see clouds, if you've ever gone on an airplane and you know that when you're flying through it, it's not an actual just water vapor and dust, right? And But she's able to stand on it almost like to climb up to the top here and she's waving that, it looks like it's about to wave that sword to fight off whatever it is so that she can be at this pinnacle and this top kind of climbing this mountain and overcoming all of her foes and obstacles. And, and she's doing that whilst wearing also a dress and it, you know, these little tiny, like kind of high heel shoes. Um, and I just love that. I love the way that it looks like she's battling something. It definitely looks like it could be smoky and in the heat of this battle. And she looks like she's coming out on top. So I love it. Yeah. Can this be me? <laughs> this can be you, Ashley, and you and more. Um, I was going <laughs> to say that it, I love that it says princess because, like you said, we know it's the feminine. So we know it's that feminine energy, the feminine quality. And the way this figure is rising up out of the the clouds, it's like the phoenix rising from the ashes, rising from the smoke. And if you think of that maybe – what's underneath that smoker will cause that fire are the other cards of the sword. So this person went through the 10 swords, went through that trial and now whatever phase it was is over and they're reborn and they're coming from those ashes. So it's that feminine energy, that right brain creative energy. It's when the person on their path finally awakens it. So now they can overcome whatever it was, whatever was holding them back. Maybe it was a habit. Maybe it was another person. Maybe it was, you know, it could be many things, whatever issue in your life, just insert it there. And then this is that person coming out of there. And the green is great, too, because it reminds me of that generative process. You know, you think of the spring green, new growth. So it's that newness, like and it, it goes to youth. It's that green. What do we call a soldier who's new? You call them green. Anyone who's new in a field, they're green. So it's that person rising up, but they're not afraid. And I also like how the sword is pointing down because it's kind of like in a defensive posture. Mm-hmm. So it's not like aggressively going. It's just out there defending themselves. Like, yeah, if you come at me, you're going to get caught. But you're cool. I'm cool. Let's do this. So that's what I would have to say. And I love that you associated that kind of newness and you tied in the green kind of they are. And I think that sometimes there's a boldness that comes with the lack of experience. Um, they're more willing to kind of put themselves out there and be a little bit more crazy as opposed to a, like a seasoned veteran because the seasoned veterans are be like, you're crazy. Why are you doing that? And I think sometimes new ideas, um, that kind of fresh blood, that fresh perspective helps you to think outside the box and try something new and, and get to places you never thought you'd get to before. But oh. what do I know? Okay, let's Nothing. move on. Exactly. We're going to now look at the number three. Um, So the past couple weeks, we've looked at the three uh, or the four different 
interpretations of the numbers that we've talked about, the four different ones or aces of the minor arcana suits. Yet last week we did two. This week we're looking at the threes. So three of swords, three of wands, three of pentacles, three of cups. Now we have already talked about and gone into the three of swords and the three of cups, but we haven't talked about the three of wands or the three of pentacles. So kind of what my hope is with this is to look at the similarities and differences to see what the patterns are in terms of the numbers for these for this deck and then get a little bit more into the numerology. So we're a little bit more familiar with that and see how it kind of relates back to the images on these cards. So first off, I'm looking at all three or all four of these cards and what I wanted to point out is two of the cards three of pentacles, three of cups have three figures, but they feel so different. Um, the three of cups is so celebratory and it's the three women figures kind of holding these cups up. Looks like they're dancing around. Honestly, the exact opposite to the feeling I get for the three of swords, which is the three swords penetrating this red heart with like rain in the background. Um, the three of pentacles gives me like a kind of hope Um in terms of like, it looks like these two people are asking somebody for potentially money or something. I don't know. We'll obviously get into that a little bit more. I think the one card I was really thrown with in terms of seeing the, the relationship with the other ones is the three of wands. So you have a figure standing there holding onto one wand and there's two behind them. They're just kind of looking off into the distance. And it gave, for me, it gave such a disconnect with the other three. Um, I know we haven't gotten to the, the suit of wands yet, but it just felt, whereas I could see the relationship in the past two weeks with the aces and the twos, this one felt so out of place for me. Why do you think that is? Um, just because I, I can see the relationship with the other ones. I mean, the three of swords, I, I think it's a really nice balance to so the three of cups. You've got kind of this hardship versus this celebration. And for me, I also, um, I also feel like that the three of pentacles gives that kind of illusion of being in a group and working together to kind of achieve goals. So I see that tie in then to the cups and then I see the tie in from the cups to the swords. And this one seems so out of place. Like, I don't know if they're looking forward in, in their life to kind of move on or if they're looking back on their past to be depressed. I, I don't know. It just seems really out of place. And to be honest with you, the suit of wands for me, even though I, I've talked about how I don't particularly care for the suit of swords, um, the suit of wands always is a hard one for me to, to talk about in terms of with a reading. I think the other three for me are so strong in terms of their exact meetings. And then wands is just kind of like, oh, okay. I don't know. What were your thoughts on the threes? Well, I could... Um... For me, I always think with threes, I think of the Trinity and I think of new life and birth because it's always when the two come together, you get the third. So that's represented so many religious motifs and, you know, it's insane. But the, the aspect of that, though, so if you look at that, you can look at all these threes as the new birth, the new beginning and the different aspects of it. And the wands is it's like the fire aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at the new birth, this could symbolize that this person came across these new 
maybe ideas or powers or maybe new ways of that they want to a new direction that they want to bring their life so they figured it out but now they're just gazing at the possibilities in the future so you always say that yellow what do you say about yellow it's my power color it's yeah so there's a yellow sea out in front so it could represent the unlimited power in the choice that this person has to to um kind of follow their path i guess you could say you know they, like they have this huge choice whatever they want to do the world is open to them so you can look at it in that aspect and then right after that you got the mountains in the background too so that just it's like that cycle you know you're going to go through the the sea it might be calm and nice but then you're going to hit the mountains so well i think it's really important for us to dive into the number three exactly so we've already talked about it um i think that you can go back and listen to it um but just to kind of give a brief overview it's kind of this nice combination of the number one um which is kind of solitary and thoughtful um and the number two which is you know kind of pairing ideas um and so the number three would be a combination of those two things, which I think is very positive. And that's, again, why I think I was thrown by the three of wands. Um, they'd be creative and communicative and um, definitely kind of uh, optimistic and energetic. And I see maybe not optimism in... Um, the three of swords but I definitely see kind of some of the other aspects of a three there and I guess now that I look at the three of wands I definitely can see that as well and there is for all of our listeners I'm going through a bit of a rough time currently and um yellow for me is a very hopeful color and so maybe that's why it was hard for me to look at this card and kind of come to any kind of conclusion about it um I'd like to see the hopefulness there. Maybe I will get there. Um, but I definitely see the aspects of the three now that you've brought that up. Maybe, I, again, I was just totally thrown by the one solitary figure. The other cards that have figures, there's three of them. And then there's no figures in the three of wands. And it, what a bold choice to have just one figure here. But kind of, I, I like seeing that as if I'm looking at it. Then I see a one wand on the left side, two wands on the right side. And it's like, this is the child of those, the one and the two. Yeah. And also, depending on the perspective, the way you look at it, um, the one that he's grabbing could be the one that's in front of him. Also, he could have walked through the other two to get to this third. So it could represent how we talk about like the left hand and the right hand, the left brain and the right brain. He's choosing the middle path and that's what he's out there doing living his life okay, and I love what you just said about him walking through or this figure because it could be a woman walking through the two wands to get to that third one um you know I'm I think that there is then that kind of optimism there and that bravery and definitely maybe then that also that like that naivete of like I'm gonna do this just go through these and get this other one okay any other final thoughts here on our threes? Three of swords, three of wands, three of pentacles, three of cups. The only other thing I could say about the three of wands is that it does also remind me of the two of wands and the fact that there is one person and then there's two wands sticking out of the ground. But in that one, he's holding a globe in one hand and not a wand. So here he can either have 
grab the new one, put a new one down, so move forward. So it's just showing that progress now. He's moving out into the world, and he's made his choice. Now he's living with it, and he's living his path. And, you know, he's going slow. It's one step at a time. He's kind of taking things as they come. Yes, absolutely. Um, Love that. All right, so next week, what are we talking about? We're talking about the four of the fours of all our different suits, and we are talking about um, what's our next court card? I'm so sorry, I'm so confused. King of Swords. The king, the king of Swords. Yes. yes. All right, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Um, okay. Yes, I like so. the uh, the way that I was that I kind of learned how to read in them and put them in that order. It just balances the energy better with the masculine feminine masculine feminine or feminine masculine kind of thing so and then we end with eventually after the three other weeks we're, the last week is going to be the um the queen right no it goes queen and then night oh so we end so with the night yeah dark night of the sword yes <laughs> The Night Rises or whatever the last movie is. I don't know. Um, okay. Dark Night Rising. Trying, yeah, exactly. I'm trying my best here. Okay. So next week we'll be talking about that. Um, do you have any fun four things to say or three things? Uh, three's company and four's a party. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I what do you think? And if we're in three's company, I'm definitely Jack. Why? What? Then who am I? Janet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Don't put me as Chrissy. Come on now. I am not that. No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, that's you know. No, I wouldn't do that. I'm, I'm either Jack or I'm Mrs. Roper. <laughs> <laughs> Great 80s TV, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to the. <laughs> terrible podcast next week we're doing the fours so um you have anything to say about fours mm-hmm. may um, the fours be with you yes i love that good, good for you <laughs> bye Comedy, LOL, Podcast Network.